am Taylor, and you are listening to the Surviving Maine podcast. Today, I'm speaking with the runner-up of Surviving Maine 2019, Mr. Gamebot himself, Cameron, uh, charming as fuck, as they say. Cameron was the only person other than Becky that I got to interview in person, which was really great. We um, used to live very close to each other, and I uh, really wish we had hung out more, but alas, we did not. Uh, we'll hear more about the pre-Ponderosa Cam had with Tony and definitely check out the Tony podcast for more on his experience. Um, we will hear all about uh, Cam's first impressions of his tribe mates um, and how wrong he ended up being about some of them and how the Lombard tribe's early disadvantages ended up turning into a pretty strong advantage. Uh, and of course, we will hear all about his strategic thinking and how he felt about losing to Brandon. But first, here is what Eliza has to say about Cameron. Cameron was my other win pick. Um, <laughs> I played, I'd played with him in other games before, so I kind of knew where he was coming in okay. at. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's how I know Cameron is. We played in... Um, Survivor Brooklyn South together. Um, so I kind of knew where he was. Um, and yeah, he's super physical, super strategic, um, really social, um, and also good at basically everything that you possibly can be good at in Survivor. <laughs> um, yeah, he's a super threat. I think probably from the very beginning, people started to recognize that he was a threat. Um, yeah, and then as well as, like, super smart and really good at the strategy and, you know, thinking out the numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Cameron was exactly exactly what I anticipated. Liza's other winner pick, Cameron. I guess she had some pretty good choices there. Becky and Cam were her winner picks. Uh, neither one, so I guess not great picks, but they both made really deep runs. All right, here is my interview with Cameron. Okay, let's start off with day one. Uh, wait, let me actually say hello and thank you for being here. Of course. No, thank you for having me. Thank you for doing this as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so day one, uh, when you arrived, what were your first impressions of the other people you saw? Um, well, I didn't tell a lot of people this, but I actually arrived the night before. Uh Um, so I came in from the Boston area. So the way that the travel was going to work out, it was kind of, it would have been a real difficult travel day to come in the day of. Um, so I planned my bus ride, um, and my train ride up the night before and Liza picked me up around like eight or so in Augusta and she like offered for me to stay on location, um, which was awesome. When she picked me up, uh, she gave me the surprise of saying someone else from the cast will also be staying in the house. Um, Oh my God. You might see him, but you're not allowed (laughs) to talk to him. So it really felt like the like pre like press where you're kind of like locked for a week at survivor and you can't talk. That's awesome. You got the pre Ponderosa. Yeah. The pre Ponderosa. (laughs) I like sat. So I got there and like, you know, got introduced to her mom and the dog pickles was awesome. And I played with the dog for a little bit. And then it was actually Tony who was there. Um, and we like made some quick eye contact. Um, and then like definitely no words were spoken and like, I'm not sure if no words were spoken because we weren't allowed to talk or later I found out Tony is just a very quiet guy anyways. So, um, 
but then we, I mean, we were there maybe 10 minutes before we got split up into our separate rooms. So it wasn't like there was a lot of time to do anything. Um, but then the next morning we were up again and not talking and like getting our packs ready, uh, waiting for like the first cast people to arrive. And actually Forrest was the first one to arrive. Um, he hitchhiked in, I guess he said he got up at like 4 a.m. Um, and in a very forest manner, he was chatting with everyone from production that was already there, you know, all Eliza's friends and family that were there. Um, and like, it was almost like hard not to like chat. So I, we definitely exchanged a few words in the like early, early game. And then quickly Liza split us up into staring into the woods where I got to know that the wow. 10 feet of forest for like an hour and a half. I was standing there for a ridiculously long time because oh, I was the first one God. in line. <laughs> Tony was off doing something. I think he was getting changed or something. And so she put me in line like before the first people even got there, like very quickly. So I was like, <laughs> I had memorized that, those woods. And then at the, and then after a while I was like, definitely probably more likely than other people to like sneak a glance at everyone. So I kind of got my first impressions of the tribe that way. So like, I remember, Brandon was sitting next to me, uh, or standing next to me, rather. I think it was, um, who was to my left? I think it was Jess, maybe, to my left, and then Nick, a couple people down. And then I remember Sarah got there, and, like, you could, I could only get, like, side glances of people. And so, like, I saw, like, the, like, flowy blonde hair, and I was like, oh, no, like, is she, like, ready for this? And then I <laughs> met Sarah, and I was like, oh, she's definitely yeah. ready for this. But my first impressions were like, uh-oh, that one's gonna have a problem with this. <laughs> she didn't seem like she was ready for it at all. And then I think Becca showed up, and I remember, like, I could hear her, like, she, like, changed a bunch of times, I think. She, like, wasn't sure what outfit she wanted to bring out. Because I could, like, hear them talk to the people, like, as they were going through their bags and stuff, too. So I remember, like, thinking, like, oh, like, I don't know if she, like, maybe she's, like, the type of person who, like, waffles on decisions a lot or something. <laughs> I was, like, that's all I could do while I was sitting there is, like, make a lot of judgments about people. Um But, I mean, they like, all those melted away as soon as, like, we like, took our blindfolds off into the middle of the field and had to, like, walk through the woods, I feel like. Then you started getting, like, real impressions of people, and we had our famous Lombard walk where we got lost <laughs> for 30, 35 minutes there. How um, did you get lost? So, the our wonderful production helper, Amy, who was super sweet, um, so nice to us, like, it was awesome. She, I don't think anyone told her where to go, <laughs> and so she was just like, okay, guys, I guess we're just gonna, like walk to the woods and and go and find she said that we were going to go find our camp so like we were looking for a camp so we thought we were ready to like see a tribe flag or something like that and then we got confused i'm sure these aren't for us but they were a bunch of like um like little pieces of plastic tied to the trees to like mark which paths are which paths and so we were wearing blue so there was a like pinkish color and we kind of knew that the other tribe was red and so we were not following the pinkish colors and following these greenish colors because, like, green was closer to blue. <laughs> and so we were just following, and we were like, oh, I don't no. know if this is leading anywhere. And we definitely, like, started walking, like, a little far. And every so often we would, like, go off the path and, like, try to find something. Like, we, like, went, like, 50 yards off path. And I remember, like, Brandon, like, stepped on a snake or something like that. Um, me and Sarah definitely ran through some poison ivy at one point to, like, see if there was a camp. And then we got to this, like, crossroads 
where it was like split four ways and i was like i think we can probably just like go around the corner and see what's up there i remember jess saying like ah oh, like maybe we should turn back like there was a split when we went like up the hill or down the hill and jess was like maybe we were supposed to go down the hill and so we were like okay and Amy had no idea the poor thing. We were like, we were kind of looking at her like, what do you think we should do? And she was like, I don't know anything. <laughs> um, so we were like, all right, like let's, let's head back. Like we don't want to get lost too far if like that's what it was. So we started heading back. We got almost all the way back to like where that split was. And then I think someone called Amy or like walkie talkied her and she was like, no, no, you guys were going the right way. We need to go all the way back the other way. So we went like pretty much we found out we were just right around the corner yeah. from where it opens up. <laughs> Um, so really if we'd just gone across the corner, we would have figured it out, but we went all the way up, all the way down, then all the way back up. Um, which I think I said a bunch of times out there, I really think it was like a blessing in disguise. Cause like one, I think it showed like zero people had like bad feelings about it. Like everyone was so like chipper and like laughing about it and making jokes and like, it really kind of like bonded us together. And two, I think the like longer walk and like, having to make decisions like that kind of like showed everyone like a little bit about their personality. And so like, that's when people were able to start kind of seeing who they might want to work with or who they got along with because we were actually were kind of actually talking and making decisions instead of just like, Oh, we're walking 20 feet forward. Like we know exactly where we're going, which is in my head, what I imagined the skitter tribe did. They just like walked forward and didn't talk it through or anything like that, which like we were able to kind of correct yeah. work together. And then by the time we showed up, we were kind of already in this like lovable losers type thing. And we, Oh, the, and then the other thing was we were missing a tribe member, Karen. We heard them say her name a bunch of times. We knew nothing about her. Um, and so like we were already like kind of felt like the downtrodden, like we were missing a tribe member, we were lost, like and we kinda like rallied around that. I thought that was super helpful for us, so I, I think. So you guys before the before even setting foot on the mats, Lombard kind of had an advantage over Skitter just because of the solidarity. Yeah, I think we didn't have a numbers advantage. Like we were down one person, which I think is huge in a game like this where like it's such a short game it's hard to blur tribal lines um especially i think in the way that the swaps ended up happening i think maybe if we had swapped before the first night and we spent a day together doing challenges and then slept with different people that night um i think maybe then there would have had maybe been a merge scenario or something like that where tribal lines could have blurred a little bit more but the way that we pretty much went almost 48 hours together as a group, I think it was going to be hard to end up swapping those. So having that bonding moment early on. And then also I think it really helped for the first vote and things like that, having people you've already talked with and bonded with and understood a little bit more. Like I remember on that walk, I think I talked to almost everyone. Um, I don't know if I talked to Tony, but I know I talked to Becca on like the walk through the field. Um, I talked to Sarah because we took a little journey to see this like open field. Like we like took a quick, like I said, a 50 foot walk. Um, I talked to Jazzy and Brandon. We did our own, like there were definitely a bunch of forks and I was always trying to be like, let's check out what this fork holds. Like, and just walk 10 feet and you kind of like just talk with the person. Um, and then at one point, um, I was definitely like walking with Nick a lot throughout the walk. Um, and I, w I definitely wanted to align with Nick as he like seemed like he was going to be kind of this level-headed 
alpha male type character that I definitely wanted on my side. And at one point he kind of like nudged me and was like, we're good. Right. And I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, definitely we're good. So like that was the original like alliance I had already in that first walk. Whereas like, I think that's a huge advantage to have all these relationships and talks quickly before even hitting that mat, which I don't know if the other tribe ever got to do. Mm, yeah. Um, <laughs> so your first alliance was with Nick. Yeah. Who was the first person voted out. Yeah, it was a really wild turn of events. I mean, obviously, it was a little over 24 hours from when I made that alliance with Nick to when we actually had to go vote. So we had that whole first day where it was a majority reward challenges, and then um, the final one was an immunity challenge, which we ended up winning, which was very important to us to even up that numbers. Um, yeah, I think in terms of the, the groups that arose, so... My first connection was definitely with Nick, and then I think my second connection was with Jazz and, or Jess rather and Brandon. I think we were the three of us. I think at least I don't know if they feel the same way. Really like bonded in terms of just like having a similar, not like necessarily life experience, but we're both or all three of us are around like twenty five to twenty seven. We're similar age range, definitely like quick to make a joke, like very smiley people. Like I, I think we were quick to get along. Um and then in terms of some other people, Sarah was like the life of the camp. Like I don't think she let a quiet minute go by without asking someone like a really thoughtful question or making some like comment that that spurned like a, a you know um some sort of discussion. So she was always kind of leading just natural discussions so that we could get to know each other. And Jazzy was always at the forefront of like whatever talks we were having. And she was always like quick to make a dry comment or a joke, which I really appreciated. So I think those six were maybe more the extroverted folks in the group. And so the way that it originally kind of broke out was um, those six seemed like a solid group and they had all talked to each other and talked to everyone else just because I think they were more extroverted. Okay, um, wait, which six? So it's you? So me, Nick, Brandon, Jess, Jazz, and Sarah, um, I think were the original core six for whatever reason. And so it, at least in all my talks that first day, had we gone to tribal, I think we were looking to target someone who was quieter and worse at challenges, which obviously we hadn't had any challenges or really like seen what any everyone's skill set were. So really it was the quieter folks who seemed to be on the outside, which would have been Tony and Patrick and Becca. Um, I think as we got to, that's at least how it would have been when we first set foot at camp after that night. So we, whatever we did, the three reward challenges, which were awesome. Um, and then we did the immunity challenge, which we, um, escaped with a win, which was great. And then we went back to camp and it was pretty late. Um, I think we probably had like an hour of daylight and we went back to camp and I think if we had to go to tribal right then and there, um, I think we were kind of leaning towards Tony at that point. Um, just because I, I think he was pretty quiet that day. I think he was feeling like a little, um, on the outs and he didn't know how to connect with, with everyone. But I think it really was more of just like an extrovert versus introvert type of thing where, um, those people definitely came out of their shells as we like spent more time together. So I think that night, this is something the cameras didn't catch. I, I kind of feel like it's a shame is the whole building of our camp, the setting up of the camp and like how we experienced that camp together. So 
originally we got there, there's like a little flag that points to this like piece of nothing really, like which was supposed to be our camp. It was like there was a bunch of like old tires. There was a bunch of like like a pile of so, like broken ceramic, and we were just like <laughs> we started. We were like, I guess this is where we're supposed to go. Like we weren't sure like whether or not. And so we started, like, clearing out a section and, like, getting some rocks ready for, like, a fire. And, like, after, like, 15 minutes maybe, we had started, like, dragging some wood over. We were just like, are we sure this is what we want to do? Like, this doesn't seem like a fun place to live. And, like, we could kind of see around the corner, like, maybe this, like, open area. So I think it was Jazzy or Sarah maybe who made the call of, like, why don't we just explore and see if it's, like, if it looks good over there. And so we walked over, like, a couple of us walked over, and we were like, oh, this is way better. Like, there's, like, there's grass here and flat ground. And then the other key thing about that camp was it was right next to this road, which we weren't sure if it was really Liza's property or not. (laughs) I think she said at one point, like, be careful, like, how far down these roads you go, because it's, like, it's going to start not being our property. Um, But there's this road where they clearly had, like, cleared out a little bit, but left all the like non-logging branches which were perfect for firewood so like there was just like a treasure trove of wood within like 50 feet of our camp there so like we never really had to struggle for wood or like find wood like um so that was perfect and then we started setting up and it kind of like we split into three groups like we had two people or three people working on fire i know becca said that she could use the flinter it was at least the only one who had like really practiced i did practice with a flint before I went out there. I was able to get a spark like twice, but it's not, it's not as easy as you think to practice with a flint in the middle of Somerville. (laughs) Um, I kind of just sat in my driveway and like got it going, but it's super windy and like there's not enough like nature around to like do it. And I didn't feel comfortable like going to a park and setting a fire going. I didn't really like know what was going to happen there. So I didn't want to like say that I knew how to do it, even though I felt like I understood the mechanics. Um, so Becca was working on that with someone. Tricky, yes. And then there were a bunch of people gathering, like, wood, and then Nick and I and Jess and Brandon and Sarah at one point, I think, were all, like, the core people working on the shelter. Um, and so I watched, before I went out there, like, a lot of videos about, like, what shelters to build and, like, how to build them. And, like, they weren't all, like, survivor-related. They were just, like, people who like to live out in the woods, like, what shelters they build. And, like, so I had a pretty good idea of what we needed. And it was kind of a trade-off. Like, if we went stuck to the original camp, there were enough trees around where we could build around a tree using the structure of the tree as the, like, structure of the camp or whatever we want to call it. Whereas when we went to this cleared-out area, we did then have to, like, find our own – build our own structures, which I felt like I really knew how to do. So, like, Nick was – trying to help out i think he was like at one point he was like all right you're just telling me what to do i'm gonna like go to the fire because it clearly seems like you know what to do so i was like okay i found these two like y pieces and we got them like set in into the ground and then sarah had like the good idea to use the rope that we got from the tarps to like tie them to this log that was felled um to like keep them upright and then we found a cross beam and then we were our original plan was to lay a bunch of sticks across to create the roof um and then we realized that the structure was not as strong as we thought and like by the 12th or something stick that we laid across it like crumpled right over um so then we went to plan b which was to lay like three beams across it and use those as like the main structures and then tie the tarps to those beams um but i think again in those groups it was 
a little telling. I think Tony was on the wood, so he was kind of on his own gathering wood. Um, I forget where Jazzy was, but then again, it was me, Jess, Brandon clearing the area for the the structure. Sarah, Jess, and I putting the roofing and stuff together. Nick and I working originally on that structure. I think, again, that group was where people kind of like tied together. Um, and then Nick eventually went to help with a fire and those three got fire. Um, but I think just with those groups, I didn't really get a chance to have like one-on-one talks with Patrick or Tony that first night, because by the time we got the structure even close, it was getting dark. We got the fire going and then something that the cameras never caught was just like how Kumbaya every night was like, and I don't know if this was true for the other camps or wherever they were, but like we literally sat around the fire for like a couple hours, just like trading stories it didn't feel like there was a game going on like we all felt very unified like we weren't didn't have the like specter of tribal looming over us so we just were able to like get to know each other um but then sleeping was really where the like strategy first came into play so the camp was not or the like structure was not big enough to fit us all um so tony plopped down like midway through the first night just asleep while we were still like pretty much setting up like i was still getting firewood and i came back and i pretty much stepped right on him because i didn't know anyone was even asleep yet and he was just on the ground right next to like where the fire was um so kudos to him for being able to sleep through anything um and then a couple people started trying to go to sleep in the structure so um i definitely was feeling like tired from the day and i like wanted to give it a shot to try and sleep because i figured i needed sleep for like challenges the next day so i went in And I probably tried to sleep for like 20 minutes. I had like a spider on me at one point and then a tick on my eye at another point. And I just like the way that the structure was built, it was like slightly slanted down and we didn't put anything on the ground. And like, I just couldn't get comfortable, especially with like everyone moving and like shuffling in their own sleeping bags and stuff. I just like, I got up and went back to the fire after like 20, 30 minutes maybe. And it was Becca and um brandon and jazzy were at the fire everyone else was asleep in either in the camp or tony was asleep on the ground becca had then gone to sleep and essentially jazzy brandon and i stayed up the whole night like chatting bonding but also like i think it was pretty clear after that that the, the three of us all wanted to work together and kind of build that bond and i think that was huge because that three of us made or all three of us made final four like that was a strong group even though i think we kept each other at arm's length the whole time because i think at that same moment we all understood that the three of us were all playing hard games and it was going to be difficult to beat any one of us towards the end we knew that like at least we like each other and we can make a move if we need to together Um, but i definitely think it was kind of a funny like standoff in a way of like okay we like really like each other and we went through this we like stayed up all night together and it was awesome at the same time the other like i think we all viewed each other as huge threats and like you're not in my end plan but definitely in my like end ish plan (laughs) um so that was something i don't think the cameras captured at all was like the three of us staying up literally all night like it was wild when the like sun came up and i was like oh goodness like i didn't i slept maybe like the 15 minutes i tried to sleep with spiders on me Brandon took a nap by the fire for like another 15 minutes. I don't think Jasmine slept at all that night. Like she was up tending the fire the whole time. Um, and then Becca was the first one up, I think. And so we were able to like definitely bond with her in a way that I hadn't really the first day. Um, and then after that, Becca was one of my like strongest allies. So like she woke up first, 
sat around the fire and then the two of us went and grabbed like wood in the morning together and stuff like that and um she was really helpful with the fire and cooking and stuff so we were really like together a lot in, in that like i was helping with the cooking i was helping with the fire and i think we like created a strong bond that morning and so by the time it went to go to like our first voting um things from that first day had blurred a little bit in that like maybe i had made stronger connections with a few other people like jazzy who i found an idol with that first day or brandon um or becca Wait, I think I skipped over the idol, idol. thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so we lost the first challenge. I guess if we want to scroll, like, scroll all the way back and kind of run through that first day again, we lost the first challenge, which was the, like, um, classic, like, build a long stick to grab keys and then toss water into the, um, thing. So the, the red tribe was able to actually get their key. I don't think we were ever actually able to, like, tie things enough to get keys. So we were feeling down about that. The second challenge was, like, a, mini relay race type of thing and then it ended with like a puzzle which was like a box you had to fit like tetris type shapes into a cube and then close the box um and i volunteered for the puzzle i felt like we needed a win i felt like i could handle it and jasmine also did the puzzle with me um she was having trouble like untying the knots which was a frequent problem throughout the weekend for everyone um and so i took the box from her and like ripped it open and as i ripped it open um there was a piece of paper inside the box that i like almost like mentally was like this is trash and i like threw it onto the ground and then like solved the puzzle really quick and we won and we were really excited and then jasmine was like pick up that piece of paper and so we picked it up i passed it right to her so that she could have it um and she like quickly after the challenge went off to the bathroom and read it and then handed it to me i went off to the bathroom and read it and it was a clue to an idol that was going to be placed at the next challenge essentially it said like there's going to be this board on the ground arrow pointing right to where like an idol is going to be hidden under that board so after whatever happens you know we do like our confessionals we go away we're like walking back into the challenge area we're walking essentially past this board um to get to our mats um like i walked right by it and like kind of like i was holding the like flag and everything like that and jasmine like went up and scooped it and the other tribes are but no one else from our tribes are which was pretty impressive um so then we had that she like immediately nudged me and was like we got it and like once we had a chance to like talk about it she was like i have it but i'm like more than this is like i'm considering this our idol like more than happy to share it and at, at first i was like that's great to say and all like i don't know if i really believe it and it's kind of funny that it ended up actually coming i know that was the idol that ended up being played on that me so like, crazy. it was crazy how that came <laughs> around and that that was something i tried to express in my final tribal speech was like i i think that was a testament somewhat to my social game in that like there was no reason for her to play that on me or to like waste that on me knowing how strong of a threat she was to like, she should keep that if anything. And um, you too. Yeah. To yeah. And me too. Yeah. want to keep me around. So I was trying to like express that like her playing that on me was a big thing, but we'll get to final tribal, I think. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah. So we won that. We made our cool trade with Liza, which was awesome. That was another one of my ideas, um, that I didn't get to really like take credit for was as soon as we won, I was like, we should trade some of this for a flint. So we didn't win a flint on that first. Yeah. The other tribe won a flint as a reward and a fire making kit for that first thing. And I was like, the one thing we need tonight is a fire for sure. Um, to and make so, your pancakes. yeah, to make our pancakes, <laughs> but more to just like, you like, 
even if you slept with it, like you could, we could have slept without a fire. It wasn't like that cold that night, especially because we had our sleeping bags. But just to have that time of like sitting around the fire bonding. And then for me, especially like, it's just a morale thing of like having fire. And, um, and you didn't even take a negotiating class at uh, Stanford. No, I, or Yale that. or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I should have brought that up a little bit more, but uh, I guess not. I don't know. Um, I should have asked Liza for a jacket maybe. <laughs> But, yes, we made the trade, and we made out, like, bandits. I think we only gave up one thing of pancake rice. We did give up the spatula, which ended up kind of betraying us a little bit. Um, But I was happy that we got the flint out of it. So we made that trade. Then I think we won the third challenge, which was for tarps, which was another huge thing. It was supposed to rain that night, at least. Like, we all looked at the forecast. It was supposed to rain Thursday night and then drizzle Sunday morning. And, like, it ended up being a little wet, like, in the a.m. on Friday. So it could be considered rain, but we ended up not needing it. But, like, I, if we if it had rained and we lost those tarps, that would have been another morale killer. Like, I feel like winning those tarps, having them, the, like, security to, like, sleep under them was huge, again, for our morale going into the next day. Um, and then the fourth challenge was the immunity challenge, which we really needed to win. I can't even remember what the challenge was. Um, I think it was the one where they did the like dancing through the ropes or. Oh, and then and, running back and. And then like having to run out to grab things or maybe that was the second challenge. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, it was the combination lock one. Um, so that it was. That's right. The slingshot, yeah. the puzzle, the rocks, and they all led to this combination lock. And it was kind of a. There was a few production hurdles there i think they dealt with them pretty well it ended up i felt it being pretty fair in the end um one was our puzzle didn't give us the right number they solved the puzzle and it was the wrong number for whatever reason uh, <laughs> and then the other one i think their um math on their like combo sheet had like a plus instead of a minus or something like oh, that no. or some sort of typo that prevented them from doing the math so whatever it was we all were able to get to the point where we could do the math, but we had one thing wrong to do the math and they had one thing wrong to do the math. So once they fixed them both, mm-hmm. in my opinion, it was a fair mm-hmm. challenge. Maybe I'm biased because I ended up, <laughs> I ended up being able to, yeah. the one to be able to do the math and figure out the code pretty quickly. Um, but that was huge to win that. Um, so yeah, then we went into the second day. We didn't know like when tribal happened or, or like what was going on. Now I'm blanking on who the first person to go home was from their tribe. That was Sam, um, the woman with dark hair. Yes. Okay. Yep. Yeah. I wasn't super surprised at that vote off, um, but it was interesting. We all kind of had our own like theories about like who was running the tribe. Like some of us thought it was some of us thought it was Justin. Some of us thought it was Toby. Some of us thought it was Katie. Um, I think in the end we were all sort of right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think Katie and Justin is the correct yeah. answer. <laughs> Interesting. So yeah, I guess Katie and Justin sounds right. I did think Toby had more power than maybe I, it ended up actually seeming. It seemed like he was a social mover in there. Um, but it was hard to tell. And then, so I think the, we law ended up losing the first challenge of that day and it came to vote off time. And so earlier that morning, I had tried to connect with everyone. So I had my talk with Tony, um, which is where we kind of solidified our final two. So uh, that morning before before we went to the challenge had, area, you yep. made your final two with Tony. Yeah, I made a final two with Tony. I like went up to him. I was like, "Hey, like, 
we were the first ones here. It'd be really cool to like be the last ones here. Like mm-hmm. we didn't really get a chance to talk yesterday, but I kind of mentioned like, um, he was saying like, yeah, he felt like a little nervous around everyone. And I was like, no, I think we all appreciated you. Like at least reaching out as much as you could yesterday. And now, as you're getting more comfortable with it, like opening up and stuff. Um, and I was like, listen, like, I'm not going to lie to you. You seem like a really loyal guy. Like you're not, I hope you're not going to lie to me. So that was kind of when we did a final two deal. Um, then we all kind of agreed that the vote should be either Patrick or Tony. And so we were kind of thinking it could be Tony. And I, I was at that point, I was like, I'm down to my final two just with anyone and then cut them off. So it wasn't like a huge deal. Um, and then I also tried to make a connection with Patrick. I knew Becca and Patrick were really close. They did the fire together. They had kind of just been like chatting together. I think they, they were just pretty close. And I had made that connection with Becca in the morning. So I took Patrick aside. I was like, Oh, do you want to like grab wood or whatever? It was like an easy thing to like kind of seem like you're not just talking. And I was like, Hey, like we didn't really get to chat yesterday, but like I had to talk with Becca and I really want to work with her. She said she's really close with you. I know we didn't get a chance to talk, but you seem like a really cool guy. Like, definitely down to work together today like whatever happens like just keep me in the loop and then so we had that talk i thought we were like really solid i was being super earnest with him like i definitely did want to like work with him and then the next thing i hear is that he's throwing out my name like saying like oh like cameron's very schemy like i don't like trust him yada 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 and i was like at that point i was like all right like this is not great um how did you hear that through nick and so Still not sure if it's true. I think it's true because Tony did say that Patrick told him that. And I don't think Tony has any reason to have lied to me about that. Uh, But I heard it through Nick. And then Nick was also starting to make moves against Jazzy for whatever reason. And I was like, well, I don't want her to go this early. Like, one, I, I like playing with her. I like her. I had that whole night where we bonded. And two, she's got my idol in her pocket. Like, <laughs> I, I would hope to keep that in the game. Like, it's better to know where they are, even if she might not use it for or with me. Like, I would know, want to know where it is. Um, and Nick was also super obvious about searching for idols all night. Like, he was walking around, like, on his own and in the morning. And, like, it was very clear. And he just seemed to be this, like, center point of chaos for that first vote. So, we had this like very good vibe going on until that first vote and really until that like morning when Nick started one idol searching two starting to like throw out Jazzy's name and three then telling everyone a slightly different story. Mm-hmm. Um, and so while I wanted to keep him around just as like a challenge threat, I was more than willing to like cut him loose because I thought he was playing in a way that didn't vibe with how I wanted to play um, in that like, I wanted to have social control over the tribe and be able to maneuver with different groups of people. That's why I was connecting with Becky and Patrick. That's why I was connecting with Tony. That's why I was connecting with Jazzy and Brandon. My whole goal was to like make a connection with every single person out there and whatever waves come at you, you can kind of flow with whatever group comes like a very um, voting blocky type of, of strategy. Um, And Nick was playing in a way that was going to disrupt that in that he was putting in an unnecessary amount of chaos and like fear into people that I didn't want there. I wanted everyone to feel comfortable. That was like, so that's like the exact opposite of what I wanted. I wanted everyone to think I was with them, that they had enough people, that they were in a tight group and maybe 
they all couldn't obviously be in that type group or whatever the real group was, but I wanted everyone to feel comfortable because when people are comfortable, they're not doing a lot of things that are like going against you or lying or things like that. Whereas when they're afraid, they're going to do something about it. Um, so I didn't really like the way that Nick was playing. And so I like, as he started talking, I mean, we were still pretty solid with Tony. And then after a point we were just like, listen, like he told me that Patrick was throwing out my name. So then like the vote switched to Patrick and I was after a certain point, I was like, no, like we could vote out Patrick. And then what's the like end game here? We're going like, to let Nick kind of rule by fear every vote. So we were like, we got to get him out. Um, I think it was me would be, I think me, Brandon, Jazzy, um, Sarah, Sarah came to us. He like went up to Sarah at some point and was like something about like, like I almost giving her like an ultimatum. Like if you're with me. I'll tell you the vote, but if you're not with, I don't know. So I didn't understand the conversation, but she seemed very upset about it. So she was on board. Um, we didn't feel comfortable telling Jess because Jess and Nick did have like a really tight bond. Um, and we still like Nick did do a lot of idol searching. We weren't sure if there were idols at camp. I think in the end there weren't any idols at camp, especially cause we didn't really have a set camp. So I guess that makes sense, but he did do a lot of searching. So we weren't sure we didn't want to tip him off. Um, we didn't tell Patrick cause he was the other person getting votes um, and so it ended up being two votes Patrick, which were, uh, or maybe someone ended up did, did telling Patrick, I'm not sure who ended up doing that, but I think the core four that made the decision were me, Sarah, Brandon, Jazzy. And then we brought in people that we thought could vote with us. Like Becca voted with us. I think Patrick ended up voting with us cause those were the two opposite votes. Um, and so then come the second vote or we vote out Nick. It's kind of sad to be honest. And like now we're really down two people and a really strong challenge competitor. So we were kind of like back against the wall a little bit. Um, but my first goal then was to connect with Jess. I like immediately after the vote, I like went to Jess and was like, listen, I'm really sorry. Like he was just making everything crazy. Like we want to have a, like a comfortable group and I wanted to bring Jess back in. And I think we had a really good conversation to the point where she went to the bathroom came back, talked to me, told me immediately that she found an idol in the bathroom. So like, I think that was like huge again. Like that was my whole game was I wanted people to feel comfortable with me. I wanted people to like, trust me. Jasmine didn't need to tell me that she pulled the idol out. I mean, I knew that she did, but like she could have tried to hide it and like kept it to herself. Just no need to tell me. I just betrayed her at the other vote. She came up to tell me about the idol. And I think that also like, I really made an earnest try to like bring her back into the group, make sure that she was in the fold. And then in the next vote, that's why I really made sure it was Patrick one, because he was targeting me two because I wanted Jess to feel like she was in the major group that was making a decision. So like, I was like, Jess, like we don't want to vote you out next. Like she thought she was next. And I like needed to make sure she was comfortable with us going forward. Cause I did want to work with her. I did want to work with Brandon. I still wanted to work with that original group. Um, just sounds Nick now. Um, then I think, so we, I think we lost two challenges in a row. The next vote was relatively simple. It was Tricky who was sent home. Um, it was tough. He definitely wanted to be there. Um, I think other people had a harder emotional time voting him out than me because they weren't, he wasn't throwing out their names, but he was directly throwing out my name. Um, so I didn't have as much of like a, there was not as much love lost in that direct moment because I was like, like, I made a sincere offer and you kind of rebuffed it and started trying to work against me. So I was like, clearly I can't work with you. My game, as I said, is all about 
being able to work with every piece on the board, every person that's out there having a sincere connection. If you're not going to be willing to do that, then I, there's no point in having you in this game long term. So you can't say he was wrong then. <laughs> no, he, yeah, he definitely wasn't wrong. Just yeah, I guess kudos to him for seeing through my bullshit kind of. Um, whereas maybe other people, rightly or wrongly were willing to make that connection with me and willing to go for the ride with, with me. Um, so we voted out Patrick. So now we're down seven, eight, no, seven, nine. And this was a huge challenge. We won another challenge to make it seven, eight. If we had gone down like six, nine or something like that to the other tribe, it would have been a uh, murderer's row of red people down the end. So we're glad that we won that one to make it seven, eight. I forget what the challenge was. Um, but at this point we had just a lot of people step up in challenges. I mean, Sarah was a challenge beast. Brandon showed himself to be a pretty good challenge beast as well. Um, I'm trying to think, I mean, I obviously tried to pick up as much slack as I could from like a, stronger male perspective having voted out nick i think there was one challenge where we had to lug a bunch of logs uh yeah. like across and like i offered to be the lead horse on that one and i like that was the one moment i regretted voting out nick i got to the <laughs> end and my legs were dead and i definitely we gave up i mean only about like 20 seconds to the other tribe who had like justin and toby and like forest dragging their logs or something like that and i was like Forrest is ripped. Justin was a Marine. Toby's got like the legs of a gazelle. Yeah. <laughs> like it was not a fair matchup. I think it was me, Jess, and Tony. I think we're dragging it. And like we, we, admirable effort, I would say. But like, so anyways, we're all like putting in our hardest effort to like go down another number would have killed us. Um, and then after that, so they voted. It's eight, seven, and we do this brownies challenge. This was a genius move. Well, or genius or not genius move, I don't know. It definitely, it was this challenge where essentially you were playing ultimate frisbee with like a nerf ball. Wasn't supposed to be a contact sport, but I think tensions had started boiling up. It was a hot afternoon. We had been out there competing for like three or four challenges. Um, and it got like pretty physical. Definitely some trash talking going on both ways. I'm not going to say I wasn't in the wrong or the right on either side of it. I was out there. I get pretty competitive, especially in like a sports atmosphere like that. I think some of the challenges where it's like an obstacle course, it's hard to be like, have that like competitive feel. And so I think some of the people that were more competitive, like finally when it was a more sports, like mono e mono type of competition, it definitely came out. They ended up winning the brownies, which like, I don't know. We offered to, after like 10 minutes of like tearing up our bodies doing that, like running back and forth, we were, we offered Eliza like, let's split it or whatever. And then, like, she wouldn't let us do that. And it was killer to, like, after that challenge was the lowest I felt physically. So we, like, lost the brownies. I had just run around in the heat for a while. I hadn't slept the night before. We actually didn't eat the night before. We ate some uh, some rice and some pancakes the morning of. But the pancakes sat horribly with me. The pancakes I hated. I ate a couple <laughs> bites. It did not sit well. Cause it was just this like gooey. We had to make like scrambled egg pancakes essentially. Cause we didn't have any oil. We didn't have a spatula. So we just poured all the batter in and like moved it around with a stick until it was like somewhat edible <laughs> with a stick. Oh, and it sat like a Gross. rock in my stomach. I felt so sick after eating it. The, the rice was okay, but we stupidly, I guess we didn't really like ask enough questions. We didn't know that the rice that we got was one day portions and we would be refilled each day. So we <laughs> portioned our rice as if we needed it to last four days. So we had a little over a quarter of that rice um, when we could have had a whole thing of rice. So we had like 
one third the food that we should have had that morning. And after running around like that and like I did the log challenge, I did that challenge and I was really trying to like keep it. I was like, I don't think I like I had a huge headache. I was like dehydrated. I was hot. I was getting sunburned. And I just like I sat down and at that point I was like so physically spent. I was like, we're about to be down in numbers again. Like if we don't win this next challenge, it's like it's over if we go down nine, six or whatever it is like there's the swaps coming and we're just going to get picked off. And so I was like, that was the most down I felt pretty much all weekend until the last day was that moment after the brownies challenge before the next challenge. Um, I just like, couldn't, couldn't emotionally get up for whatever the next thing was. And so I like sat away from the tribe for a few minutes and I, I don't know how they took it, but I was just like, ugh, like this is, I can't do this. I somehow rallied. I was like, all right, like I got some water in me and I was like, we just, one thing we need to do is just win this next challenge. I can't for the life of me remember what it is. I must have blacked it out, but we won it somehow. <laughs> um, and they voted Michael out. Right, that's right. So then, so Jasmine quit, which screwed up the numbers because it was going to be a three, uh, three tribes of five swap. At you you said you had eight, seven. anticipated a swap. Yes, you were yeah. expecting that. I think we were expecting a swap um, either at. We thought maybe the first night we would swap at 18, have two two vote offs, swap at 18 before mm. the first night. When we didn't swap at eight at when we didn't get to 18 by the end of the first night, we kind of knew that we were going to stick with these tribes a little bit longer. Um, and so I think our next options were um, we kind of always knew that there was going to be a third tribe at some point. Um, so I think everyone was thinking either or I had the hunch that there was going to be a third tribe rather. Um, a three-way swap at 15, so three tribes of five, mm -hmm. or a two-way swap at 14 at the end of the day. We assumed that we weren't going back to our original camps that night or, like, new camps. Um, and so, sorry, I'm misremembering this, but, yeah, so the other Jasmine did quit, which made the number 7-7, seven, seven, which was huge. Going into this assumed three-way swap, I was running the numbers through my head. I was like, well, if we have seven... We're guaranteed to at least have three on one tribe. Like, the worst you can do is three, two, two. So, like, hopefully it's a one in three chance or whatever. I was trying to war dog this math up yeah. in my head. Like, <laughs> what are the odds that I am at least safe? And then we did this wood chip draw. So we drew for captains so that three people would become captains of the, th of the three new tribes. Um, Sarah ended up becoming a captain. I think it was Katie was the other captain. And then I was a captain of the new Skitter tribe. So I was... Got a nice red buff um, and got to draft my own tribe. And so logically here, I wish we were able to like chat it out. And we had really kind of chatted it out as a group that like if there was a swap, if we're captains, make sure you have a majority on your tribe, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> Sarah gets the first pick in this draft. And the first pick, I believe she picks Toby, which like she had been talking to Toby in between challenges and stuff like that. So I think they were bonding a little bit. Um, I think at one point, I th Sarah's like personality of like wanting to get to know people, which was really helpful in a tribal atmosphere of like asking people questions, and like keeping conversation going really screwed her over in this moment because I think she was for a second thinking like, I want to meet some of these people like Toby. And then she picked Forrest later, yeah. like Forrest, who is like an enigmatic character and like really interesting to get to know over the numbers of, I need to make sure there are three people on my tribe um, where it really got hairy was. So I picked, they picked the uh, Katie's tribe, which was going to end up only having four people pick Jess first. Jess already told me she had an idol, so I wasn't worried about taking all of our tribe members off the board, hoping that 
they only need to go to like we're probably going to merge at 12 or something hopefully they only need to go to a tribal council once and she can use her idol they'll be okay um so i was purposely not even worried about her on that side like i knew that i could grab all the blue people off the board knowing that she was fine and if she was fine what we could do is one jess on that tribe three blues on my tribe three blues on sarah's tribe and it came close i came close to being to being able to do that i drafted brandon i drafted becca and i was purposely leaving jazzy on the board for sarah to grab sarah grabbed tony um and she just kept not doing it and i was like i at her at a certain point i got a little worried of like oh like maybe she's going to flip or something like that and i was talking with brandon and i was like do we pull jazzy give us four a solid four advantage on our tribe or do we pick one of the um skitter tribe members left and let jazzy go to the other side and i was just worried i was like i know jazzy's really got a good connection with sarah like are they gonna like is this gonna screw us up coming down into the numbers and so i kind of like quickly ran through the numbers in my head like if we stay the four strong that i grab jess survives that's five if one of tony or sarah survives that's six that's a solid group hopefully we can do that moving forward rather than hey let jazzy go to the other tribe maybe sarah has some other plan she already is tight with jazzy maybe they're going to flip on us when it comes time to come together whereas Mm -hmm. if we're a solid four and each of them is kind of the lone man standing from the other two tribes they want to come back to us and so i grabbed jazzy which kind of screwed sarah over in terms of not being able to give her the majority but again i am going to completely blame her for that for grabbing toby (laughs) and forrest so early in Uh, at that point did you know sarah and jasmine knew each other i didn't know until sarah got voted out jasmine did not tell us she might have told brandon but he seemed to not know either until so i found out the third day after sarah got voted out um so i didn't know that at all and i think had i known that i would have been more likely to even select jazzy because mm-hmm. them knowing each other plus being with some of the other people that i thought they could try to make some moves i didn't feel comfortable with it so i i grabbed my four and then we were left with two choices it was emily or becky um patrick and had um, vouched for Becky from a prior challenge. It was the really? it was the slingshot challenge where like we all had butterfly nets trying to capture the things. Um, every challenge we were trying to get like intel on the other thing. So after every challenge, we would come back and be like, "Oh, I like had a quick conversation with this person," or "Oh, like I got a bad vibe from this person." And Patrick seemed like Becky was the nicest human being out there. Like he was like, "Oh yeah, we were doing the butterfly together." Like she seemed so nice. Like we were chatting, and like she might be someone that like because we were all kind of looking for someone maybe we could pull if we were down numbers or something like that. Um, so that's what he said. So when I saw the two of them there, I was like, oh, I know something about Becky. I know nothing about um, Emily. So I picked Becky. I like felt bad about it as soon as I did it because I know that that put her at like the one instead <laughs> of the one versus the four. Um, and in, in the back of my head, I was like, well, we could throw a challenge. We could vote her off. At the same time. Assuming we win all these challenges, at least it's someone that maybe I could get to know and work with. Uh, you know, assuming we come in at the wrong numbers, this is someone that now I can talk to that someone has vouched for. So that was the like impetus for picking them. And then we had one final challenge. It was a, um, oh, this was a good challenge. So it was one final challenge. It was the winner got a spaghetti and meatball dinner and immunity. The second winner got 
nothing, just immunity, and the third person had to go to tribal. So it was a, like, number grid. I guess it's called, like, magic math or something magic like that. Magic number, yeah. Magic number, where you have the numbers 1 through 16, and you have to put them in a 4 by 4 grid where every column and row add up to the same number. And this is where the sleep deprivation screwed <laughs> us over. I did the math in my head so many times of adding up, like, 1 through 16, dividing by four or whatever, like the correct math to figure out what the columns and rows needed to add up to. And I got it wrong so many times. I was like, <laughs> they need to add up to 37. No, they need to add up to 42. Sorry, I did it wrong. 42. I think it was 41 was the the actual thing. I'm it was 34. It was 34? Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> um, and so like I spit out like so many numbers and we were trying to do it. And Brandon had this idea of like starting from the like diagonal center out, which was really oh. smart. And like, but for whatever reason, we couldn't figure it out. It was me. Um, it was everyone there, I think. And it was a little weird. I felt like I was a little unsettled because I didn't think Becky was trying. And so I was worried at one point, like, does she have an idol? Like, it didn't seem like she was trying to win this challenge. And I was going in thinking like, well, it's okay if we lose this one. Like, I'm not going to try too hard. Um, we saw Sarah's tribe zoomed through it. I guess Toby like knew it, how to do it immediately. And so they like figured it out like within... (laughs) 13 seconds i think both of the other two tribes were there for minutes to the point where they were questioning whether or not to give us a number to figure it out um then we figured it out and we ran to the 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 puzzle section and you didn't stupidly (laughs) we did not this is again where the sleep deprivation really keyed in not only could i not do math i didn't think of the classic survivor thing of hey kick your puzzle (laughs) over after you're done so they can't see your puzzle we left it wide open for them so they just went and like grabbed the numbers and set up their own and so they were right behind us on the flag section um we just had maybe a, a minute and a half advantage or whatever on the flag section. We were able to close it out. I think going in, it's like a nice idea to like throw a challenge when you're sitting there in the adrenaline and especially the way Becky interacted with those numbers. I was like, she's got something in her pocket. Like I don't, I do not want to go to a tribal council. So then like after that, <laughs> I hustled to the end. Wow. Good on her. Cause I know she didn't have it at that point. <laughs> um, <laughs> But um, she definitely gave me, like, a little bit of a fright in that challenge. And I think Brandon said the same thing after. Like, that's weird that she was not, like, trying to help. Maybe she just didn't want to, like, ruffle feathers or anything like that. Or I don't know what it was. But it definitely – whatever it was paid off for her because we were scared to lose the challenge. (laughs) Um, So we were immune. Jess's tribe was going to tribal. I knew all night that Jess was going to be okay. So I was happy about that. I knew she had the idol. I knew she was going to be fine. So I was more – the whole night I was just talking with Jazzy of like, do you think she's going to vote out Justin or Katie? <laughs> um, and so that was the only like question that night. So it was the second night in a row where like Kumbaya for Cameron, Brandon, Jasmine, and Becca, the four of us were like sitting pretty. Um, Becky was a gracious host. We went back to the Skitter tribe and like, I guess Justin had built some pretty cool structure of their own. They used all the pine needles as bedding and as roofing, which like, I forgot who on our tribe told us not to do because of the ticks, but at that point, like, <laughs> we had a, a million ticks on us already, so we weren't scared of it, and it was actually really nice to have, like, the bedding. I, I slept, actually, that night for, like, a good six hours, I think. But we, ha- again, had a really nice kumbaya. We got to know Becky. Um, I tried to pull Becky aside and, and kind of explain, like, hey, like, I don't want to lose a challenge as this group. Like if we go into another swap or a merge or whatever, like I hoping to keep you around and like we can work together moving forward. Um, so I, I kind of had a chance to explain that to her. I really solidified bonds with Becca at this point. So that was someone who like 
new fresh bonds as of earlier that morning, spending a whole day together, picking her as, as a captain, I think was really a strong move to, um, build trust in her. Um, I, I again, I knew Jess was going to be okay. I had made a final two with Tony. I don't, I didn't think that he was going to, um, flip on that if we ever got together again. I, I still think I was his strongest ally. Um, and then, being able to keep my eye on Brandon and Jazzy was also kind of a, a huge benefit there. So that night, while, again, there really wasn't a lot of game being played, it was really just counting. We just spent uh, spent the whole night counting numbers. So we were like, all right, if Jess idles one of them out, we're up 7-6, it's 13. We either merge at 12 or 11. So we somehow need to keep our – so we're up 7 six at 13 we need to at least have six at 11 we need to at least have six at 12 ideally seven at 12 what can we do sarah and tony are down in numbers we're the only tribe up in numbers like the kind of question came do we throw a challenge do we not throw a challenge um ultimately again i think it's a one part of we couldn't have been sure whether or not becky had an idol um i was definitely like a little worried about that um Two, I like we had a really good night together and I think she at least gave us the impression that she would buy into working with us. And so we didn't want to go to a tribal council. And so the next day came and like again the opportunity to throw a challenge was there. We didn't do it and um it was the purple tribe again that lost the first challenge. No. I don't think that's right. Yes. Is it right? Mm. I think it was Sarah <laughs> was the next one to go. The, I think that it was only one tribe won and yep. two tribes went. Two to tribes went to tribe. Oh, okay. And, so uh, that was Sarah the other thing. Sarah was out right. The, right before. I gotcha. Yep, you're right. Because it was, they hid the idol for both tribals. So, yeah, that was another reason to not throw the challenge was only one tribe is going to get immunity. So no matter what happened here, like two people are going home, that really screws up the way that the mental math works. I know, like, looking at it in retrospect, knowing Becky doesn't have an idol. It seems smart to say, hey, let's throw this challenge. At least one red person is going to go home during this two vote off. Then you still have the numbers advantage at 11. You're still up 6-5. Um, that seems great, except when you're out there and you're like, one person with an idol is enough to like screw you over. And who knows? I mean, maybe she could have pulled the Jess and found the idol in tribal council if she didn't already, already have one. So losing was not... I think as soon as we heard that it was two vote offs, we weren't even considering losing that challenge or throwing that challenge anymore. Um, so we went in. I have no idea what this challenge was, um, but we won it. So we must have done good <laughs> at it. Um, I cannot for the life of me remember oh, what it was. Oh, uh, I know. It was uh, you were blindfolded and oh, I had the to get the puzzle. Challenge. Yep. Yeah. Jasmine yeah. was so good oh, at that. Yeah. That was another a huge strength <laughs> of ours. Yeah. Jasmine killed the, the calling puzzle. Um I sat out with Becca, um, which was a strategic choice. One, I wasn't sure if we were going to merge immediately, so I wanted to make sure I could play the next challenge. Two, that meant um, two other people were going to sit out from the other tribe. And so I was finally able to, like, we spent, it was a long challenge with them calling. So I was able to talk with Toby and Tony a lot to figure out kind of like where their heads were at. I reconnected with Tony a little bit to be like, hey, like, just do what you need to do to survive this next vote. Like, I think we're going to merge soon. Like, we're going to be back, excuse me, back together. With Toby, I was really trying to figure out, hey, like, 
what's what's your deal like who are you like what's going on i kind of got to know him a little bit better um his family had started showing up so it really like humanized him as a as a person and i like got to know him a little bit and like just in case for whatever reason i needed to work with him i i built that bond which was like kind of a core aspect of what i was trying to do out there then we won um and it sent uh, the first vote there and i was just really hoping Sarah was able to pull Toby in and I was hoping they would vote out Forrest because he's kind of a wild card and maybe they didn't want to work with him. Um, but it seems like they, they stuck red strong, um, even to the point where Tony knew it was a lost cause and voted with them. Um, so Sarah went home, uh, and then, so at that point, Sarah went home. It is now six six in numbers at 12 with one vote to go where jess is a sitting duck and we're like peeking over the hedges trying to see what's <laughs> going on in this tribal council we see john get up in the middle of tribal council we see uh jess get up in the middle of tribal council and then we see justin get up in the middle of tribal council and we're like were three idols played like what happened we were so confused about like what even went down there um but whatever happened john ended up going home jess we know afterwards found the idol tied to the back of tribal council's fence played it as like she found it as she was coming back from voting so she voted not even knowing that she voted thinking she was going home which is crazy um but that idol play i mean that idol that finding that idol saved the game for the entire blue tribe i mean if she lost that and i was trying to explain that at the end too to like give her credit for like she is the impetus finding those two idols she had to save Lombard's entire existence. We would have gone into um, the end game down a number, probably down two numbers, if she doesn't play both of those idols. Um, but instead, we came to the merge at six five. The only things I was worried about were making sure Jess was backing with us. Um, Jess and Justin kind of had that um, Marine connection. They were both Marines. I wasn't sure how bonded they were and then i was a little confused at her idling out first katie and then john and not choosing to take a swing at justin so i was a little worried that she was knew she was on the outs from the nick vote or like felt she was on the outs from the nick vote and and flipping over um so i again immediately made that connection to bring her back in um then we went to it was a merge. We had the feast. It was great. Um, that was the best cold hot dogs I ever had. <laughs> I put so much, uh, the like ketchup on it. And then at the merge, Jazzy got the, um, basket, looked through it a little bit for an idol. I like kind of stood guard for her. Then she passed it to Jess to start handing things out. Um, I noticed Jess put one aside for herself. Um, so I knew immediately afterwards to go up to her and say like hey did you find something she told me immediately again mm. literally at in the merge feast she told me wow which like <laughs> I, I like yeah i can't I, I i felt like it was working to a t this whole like building these bonds and whatnot in that that's now the third idol that my teammates have found and told me within three minutes maybe of finding it and like not at all tried to hide it from me um, which was huge. So knowing that information, knowing she had that merge idol, knowing that, first of all, good on her for finding it again because now a red person didn't find it so that they had two idols to throw at us because um, we knew that they had the one from the original uh, tribal split. And then now knowing that Jess had it, I could kind of maneuver through the game with that knowledge. Um, so we went into the merge up 6-5. To me, it didn't make any sense to try and do any type of split until we were down to nine, eight, or seven. There were 
a bunch of guys that I thought were challenge threats to me. Um, and also they were good talkers. Justin and Toby were probably two of the best talkers out there in terms of being vocal about moving opinions and kind of, um, kind of just pointing targets and, and building things up. I knew I didn't want them in the game very long. Um, they were also challenge threats as maybe not in terms of the individual games where they're kind of, um, maybe a little bit more based on balance and things like that, but at least they phys- were physically imposing enough to um, be considered challenge threats down the, the stretch. So to me, it was three easy vote-offs. We're going to get down to eight before we even make a move. That said, we're going into that vote thinking, oh, they have an idol. They know it's three easy vote-offs. Why not give them kind of the runaround here, vote for someone they're not expecting? The two that they're not expecting are Becky and Emily. I want Becky in the game. I throw out Emily's name as like the curveball here. We're all going into the vote thinking we're going to vote for Toby. We know Justin has the idol in his possession right now because he had it on the Purple Tribe. Um, in terms of idol psychology, it's very hard to give that away to someone, especially in kind of this like Russian roulette style vote where we're just going to take a shot at one of them. They need to guess correctly. What made you think Justin had the idol at the Purple Tribe? Jess said that he had the idol with him at the Purple Tribe, or at least he... He said that he did. He At least he said to Jess that he did. So we were under yeah, the impression... Yeah, he didn't have it. He did not have <laughs> no. it. Interesting. So who had it? <laughs> Toby had it. Toby had it. The whole time. Do you know when he gave it to he Justin? Gave, so he gave it to Justin at the uh, merge. At the merge, prior to losing the challenge? Mm-hmm. Because Justin was the one that was always holding it, or... No, they all took turns. Interesting. That is interesting. Yeah. I mean, I, going into the vote, I was saying Justin has it. I don't anticipate him giving it away, but now it sounds like Toby did give it away. So I think it kind of refutes that whole point a little bit. Anyway, so I, I mean, it's still the logic of going after one of the two girls was sound in that I it would have been very surprising had they placed the idol on her, knowing that they only had one chance to get it right. Why wouldn't you vote out Forrest, though, there? So, he seems like the more obvious one because no one's going to give him an idol. So it wasn't – it was – I think the Sarah vote is what threw us off from voting out Forrest there. So in the Sarah vote, Toby, Forrest, Emily all held red strong. Whereas if they hated him, if for whatever reason there was like something going on there, I think – it maybe would have been clear. We tried to ask Tony about like how they felt about him and stuff. Like, cause Tony was the only one who got to see that camp. Um, and it, we didn't get enough information. Like we kind of were annoyed at Forrest, but it wasn't really clear how much they didn't like Forrest or how tight he was in their like grouping. Um, so that's why we spared him there. Um, and we thought the curveball of going for, the girl knowing that the three guys we were going to the kind of the whole point was that we were going to go to tribal and say we need to eliminate the challenge threat there's three strong guys over there so this guy walking around with a shirt off looking like a (laughs) uh, i don't know a buff farmer there's the guy with the long legs there's the marine we need to get them all out that that was going to be our play at tribal so if we were going to do that and then vote out forest like we were painting the target on the three of them together it would have been hard to say we're only painting the target on toby and justin so that was kind of the plan there um I do want to take credit for that move. I think the video will prove it. I think it was a, <laughs> maybe it was a, um, 
similarly timed thing. I said that while Brandon was away talking with Becky and Emily about a potential final three deal with them. Mm -hmm. He came back and I said, why not Emily? And he said, ooh, like they just offered me a final three. That's genius. They're going to think it's all set. Um, So I think it was kind of a concurrent thing. um, But I was the person who brought it up to the group. So I I do want to claim that because that was a huge thing of getting rid of their idol. And then we could just mow them down one through three. Um, I did win that challenge. That was, I couldn't help myself. I hated doing that. Uh, but it was that cool challenge from Survivor where they yeah. have to like balance the, the one ball on the plate, then add a second ball, then add a third ball. And I just like, it's one of those things you see it on TV and you're like, I think I could do that. Or like, I want to try it out. That's a fun game. And then when it comes time to do it, you're just like, I just wanted to give it my all, even knowing that like winning that necklace wasn't probably the best thing to do to put a target on my neck that early. That said, Justin and Toby really helped me out by painting a huge target on Jasmine of just essentially going to tribal council and saying, she's the biggest threat. She's running the game, (laughs) yada, yada, yada. And I was sitting there like, sure, let, why not let everyone think that? I don't, I don't think anyone from blue really thinks she was running the game. She played a really strong game. She knew she was a threat. She kind of was open about that, which let her kind of openly strategize and things like that. Whereas I think some of the people who were trying not to seem like threats like myself or Brandon were, playing a more reserved strategic game. I think Jess was probably doing a similar thing. Um, and so I, I mean, from the Red Tribe's perspective, yes, it looks like Jasmine was making decisions and running the show. I don't necessarily think in actuality it was that way, but I was more than happy, especially at that first vote where I was kind of kicking myself for winning the thing and, and becoming this like person who has this giant gold beetle on their neck. It was very helpful to have them throw a target at Jasmine. And that was something I could use later down the road. So then the rest of the night went pretty simply. So we, the next vote, we voted out Forrest at the second vote off. Um, again, I, th- we voted Forrest just because had Justin managed to find an idol within that time frame, um, we thought he was more likely to like play it or play it on himself or whatever. So, so the just... whole time you all thought Justin was the one who found it. So he was the one you were worried about finding another one. The information from Jess that came in was that he had it physically in his hand. I think he probably bluffed that he had it. Um, but we were just more thinking of how Forrest was approaching the game versus how Justin was approaching the game. Justin was cool, calm, collected, very serious, seemed like a very cerebral person, while also being physical, Forrest was there for the experience. I really didn't think Forrest was going out searching for idols. I'd be very surprised if he knew what an idol right. was, to be honest, before they were played. <laughs> so voting on Forrest seemed like a no-brainer there, just in case Justin managed to find one super quickly. Um, then the third vote out came. This is like the balancing challenge. Um, the choice to go Toby over Justin here was... We thought the night was going to end, or no, this wasn't the balancing challenge, but it was another challenge. We thought the night was going to end there. We were going to go back to camp with eight people. Um, Toby's family had showed up two days in a row. It was his birthday. Yeah. <laughs> I said, we need to vote Toby out now so he can go home with his family. Like that was, that was something I said to the tribe. I mm. think we need to send him home. He needs to spend tonight with his family. It would be torture to have him spend an extra night here just knowing he is the next person to go. <laughs> um, it's just not fair. So that's why we chose him over Justin at that point. Mm. We thought through two tribals, there wasn't going to be anything funky happening, so we weren't super worried about it. At this vote, um, I 
caught Becky going in and I kind of like nudged her and said, we're voting Toby vote Toby um, at tribal council. Um, because this is right about the time when I wanted to bring Becky back into my fold to see at seven, at eight, is there something we can do together as a group? I'm going to need people who want to vote with me to uh, unearth Jess's idol, to unearth Jazz's idol. Um, so this is when I brought her back into the fold. I think she correctly guessed we were voting for us the vote before. So there were um, she there was already signs that she voted with us. And that mm-hmm. also helped me kind of cover it because people were confused after the vote. Like, oh, there weren't enough votes for us or whatever. And I was like, oh, well, I think Becky probably like guessed it because she guessed Forrest, right, or whatever. Like she knew it was one of the other two. I think she's just trying to save herself, yada, yada, yada. So I also <laughs> tried to cover it up after the fact um, that I gave away that vote. And then they tricked us. There was one more vote, which kind of worked out perfectly because then we were able to vote off Justin. And not that I don't love Justin, but we were able to go back to the camp with like this perfect seven. It was two people that I liked from our original tribe, Tony and Jess, as well as the five people we just had a beautiful night with and spent the other day with the night before in the new skitter tribe of Becca, Becky, Brandon, Jazzy, and myself. And so it was like my seven favorite people for one final night. We can kind of turn the game off. We know we're going to war tomorrow, but we can kind of like experience this like last night together and really like revel in the fact that we made the final day. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas I think if Justin were there would have been a little bit tenser of an environment. Mm -hmm. Um, Becky was definitely good at playing the downtrodden card and just kind of here to have fun card. Um, so it definitely, even though I know retrospectively she had an idol at that point, um, <laughs> she definitely was able to like, it, it felt still felt like a fun night, even though she probably felt like she was the dead man walking, even though from a survivor's perspective, and I tried to tell this to her that night is like seven is when you make the move. Like it's going to happen tomorrow. Like just be ready for it. Um, so I think she kind of, knew going into the night that it wasn't the writing wasn't on the wall mm-hmm. um and camp that night was pretty interesting in, in my opinion so we had first we came back to no fire so um for the second night in a row i watched becky make fire which was very impressive um but also something i kind of kept in the back of my mind for the next day um she made fire i helped out we got fire going we did our confessionals um, I think at that point, my grand master plan, which never fully came to fruition, was Tony, Becca, Becky, the four of us scheme to vote out Jess. At the same time, we make it obvious that we're scheming to the point where Jazzy feels uncomfortable enough to play her idol. I thought of the two of them, Jazzy was more likely to feel like the target was on her. Um, whereas Jess was more likely to be like, oh, I'm in the know. I, I, I have a vote or two to hold on to my idol. So I thought Jazzy would have been more trigger happy, excuse me, to play her idol. At the same time, Jess would be unsuspecting of the vote. We would eliminate both idols in one fell swoop, as well as have a majority four at final six. Um, where the plan kind of fell awry was I wasn't able to get pull Becky aside and tell her about the plan. Um, I wanted her to be the last person to be filled in just so that she couldn't take that information and use it against me since she was pretty much on the bottom at that point being the one red versus the six blue. So I wanted her to be the last person to tell it. Um, Tony, I wanted to tell right before the vote. Um, Tony, at that point in the game, I didn't feel super comfortable filling him in on the plan too early in that if 
I felt like if he had to balance up the real plan with a fake plan B and a fake plan C, there was a high likelihood of something getting lost in translation and something coming out. Um, no, like zero offense to him. I think he played a really good game and was super loyal. I just, at that point, I didn't feel super comfortable, um, with his ability to lie to people because I had yeah. seen him lie to me. Um, <laughs> and so I, I knew that he wasn't the greatest. When at did it. he lie to you? The, the only time he ever lied to me was after we merged. He lied to me about the Sarah vote. He said that he voted with Sarah against oh. Forrest. Um, and then about 20 minutes later, he was like, Oh, I'm so sorry. Like I, I lied to you. I actually <laughs> voted with them for one. Um, and I was like, that's fine. Like I told you to do whatever you needed to do. But like, I kind of got the feeling when he first told me that he was lying to me. So, I had gotten a read on his lying skills and I was like, all right, I'm going to tell him tomorrow morning. Like tomorrow morning, we'll work out the plan. The vote's going to happen. It'll be perfect. Um, Becca was the one that I did bring up the plan to. I, at that point, she was my like per- biggest confidant. Um, I was talking to her about all my plans. I wanted her to feel like we wanted to do a final two. At that point, my, fi- my dream final three was Becca and Tony. Mm-hmm. Thought I had a really good case against both of them. Um, and so I wanted Becca to feel confident. I wanted her to feel like she was part of this plan. I had told her the exact plan. I was like, we're going to fake voting out Jazzy, but vote out Jess. This is going to get Jazzy to throw a idol. We're going to vote out Jess. I definitely told her that that night. Um, then I think it all kind of fell apart. So I went to sleep and I know Becky, Jazzy, Brandon stayed up. I think Jazzy actually ended up going to sleep. And so then it was at one point just Brandon and Becca and even maybe Becky first awake by the fire. And so the three of them came up with the plan to vote out Jazzy. Oh. So they were like, we're going to vote out Jazzy. To me... Brandon wanted to do that? Brandon wanted to do that, yeah. (laughs) To me, that's fine. Brandon told me about the plan that morning, and I was like, that's great. I was like, that's fine. I want him to think we're voting out Jazzy. That's perfect. Then if Jazzy sniffs it out, she plays her idol still. I still wanted the real plan to be Jess. And so, like, I connected with Becca after that, and I thought we were on the same plan. Like, the real plan is still Jess. Um, Then we, you know, we do our morning stuff. It's, like, kind of hard. Once everyone wakes up, it's really hard to, like, start strategizing. You're kind of just, like, cooking, and everyone's kind of in the same space. It's a little bit difficult to, like, do any strategy type stuff. So I think the last real strategy conversation was Brandon, Becca, and Becky on the fire. Wait as first up or never having gone to sleep. I'm not really sure who had actually gone to sleep and who had it. I know definitely Becca got some sleep that night, hopefully. <laughs> and hopefully Brandon did too, because that, that kid didn't sleep at all, really. Um, and so then we got to the challenge. Um, it was balancing, like, wood, different size wood chips on a dowel. Um, and so then the final two was Tony and I. For whatever reason, I was my whole body was shaking, having, like, not eaten or really slept in four days. And Tony was solid as a rock. But we had to, like, the the chips that you had to grab were down on a low log, and so you had to, like, bend down to get them. And after a certain point, I was realizing that, like, Liza was giving you a lot of time to do that. And so once I started getting shaky, I was like, well, I'm going to let him try to pick up another piece before I even move. So she just, she said, like, large piece, and I just, like, stood still. And then he, like, went down to pick one up and, like, on the transition dropped his when I, like... So that was somewhat of a strategic way to win and not, like, super honorable, but I'll take the <laughs> necklace. <laughs> So then I won, and, like, at Tribal, they were like, oh, do you think Cameron's a big threat? Or, well, before Tribal, we're sitting there. They're taking people off in groups of essentially three for confessionals at the same time, which was 
really helpful at that time once yeah. the group got small because then you had three people occupied and f- groups of four in and out to almost have a chance to talk with each iteration, each permutation of like what you could have a group of four in. And Jess was pulled off. And immediately I just got the vibe from Jazzy that she was down. And so I was like, Jess to her. I just kind of like offered it. We just, it was like a quiet little thing. And she was like, I'm definitely down. Um, and she was like, I know that you guys might be targeting me tonight or today. We kept calling it tonight yeah. just because like that's how you like refer to it in Survivor. <laughs> I kept calling it the beach and camp and stuff too. We were in the woods. Um, and she was like, I don't care. I'm going to vote Jess. And I was like, that's everything that I had understood about Jazzy's game and personality. I completely trust her in that moment. Brandon was there. He walked up. We we told him. He was like, I'm 100% down with that. And then I had a chance to pull him aside, and I was like, do you want to do that or do you want to do Jazzy? And we confirmed that we wanted to do Jess. And then Jazzy got pulled away for a confessional, and Becca came back from her confessional, and Brandon and I expressed what just happened, essentially. Jazzy wants to do Jess. Are you in? We have the four right here. She seemed like she was in. Um, Tony was all, all, all there, the other four in the, in the original group. So we had four was Brandon, Tony, Jazzy, myself, me and Jazzy said, Jess, the other two kind of walked up. We agreed on it as a four. So we already had four. Then Jazzy left. Becca came in. Tony, I think walked to the bathroom. So it was just the three of us. We told her the plan to vote out Jess, the real plan, vote out Jess made it very I, I i earnestly think that we made it very clear but for whatever reason the names are super similar yeah. and i think because she had heard three different real plans my original real plan brandon's real plan then this one i just don't know if she fully knew which one was the real plan i think she was under the impression that we were bluffing for jazzy's benefit in the moment when i was trying to make it clear that this was the real plan so we go to vote they try to paint the target on me. Like production is like, do you think Cameron's a challenge threat? Um, which like I was a little worried about at that point. So I tried to like brush it off. I was like, oh, they're not all going to like involve holding my wrist still. <laughs> That's uh, right. But I did feel confident to make this move. I think I said in my confessionals that like making the move against Jess was really risky um, for a lot of reasons. But um, I really wanted to win that first challenge that day because I think it gave me the security that if anything did go awry and they played their idols and votes kind of went haywire, mm-hmm. it's not going to fall back on me. So winning that first challenge was like definitely part of my strategy of like I need to win this challenge so that I have the security to make the move against both idols at that first vote. Um, the other thing that happened before we got to tribal was for whatever reason when I went to do my confessional – the whole tribe just agreed to tell Becky, like, oh, like, we're going to vote for you. Like, this is it. Because that was plan <laughs> A. That was the, like, real plan. Um, and I came back and I was like, oh, you guys told her. Okay. Um, and so then I didn't have a chance to pull her off one-on-one because what am I going to talk? Like, what's the good strategy for why I'm talking to her one-on-one when we've all told her out in the open that she's going home? Like, there was really no way for me to pull her in on that conversation, which is why I ended up going with that alternative group of Jazzy and Brandon, including them in on the vote because there was no chance for me to talk to Becky, which kind of sucked because I know she was the last person I wanted to tell from a strategic standpoint, but I really, it would have behooved me to have her involved in this plan, especially as we get further in the game and she's feeling more and more scorned. That said, (laughs) super kudos to her to be told, Hey, we're all six going to vote for you and then not play your idol. Like she must've known something was up a little bit or at least gambled. Um, so, so good, good play on her. I mean, that was, that was huge. That was the other thing that really screwed me up on the next vote is, so then we go to vote. 
We all vote Jess. Um, I think Becky and Becca vote Jasmine because of the conversation with Brandon at the fire. And that's the whole thing that they bring up next tribal where they're like, Brandon told us X, Y, and Z. Cameron told us X, Y, and Z. We like yada, yada, yada. We can't trust them. But <laughs> I really, we sat there and told Becca the real truth. And I, I don't know. It, it was really just that to me was the biggest mistake of the game is not making sure Becca understood what was the real plan and what wasn't in that moment. And it's so tough. I mean, we have three minutes when people are being pulled away to nail down what the real plan is. And there's four or five plans going on. And when the names are Jazz and Jess, I know. come on. <laughs> and you're trying to whisper it so no one can like super hear. So, I mean, that was, had Becca voted Jess with us, I don't think whatever happens at that next tribal happens. Right. Which, does that go well for me or not? Because then Jasmine still has an idol that needs to be flushed in some way. My plan was to never flush it at all after that. If she wasn't going to play it at Final 7, my plan was to take her to Final 4 and beat her at a challenge, which I thought I could do. Um, but do the other people want to flush it? How does that work in terms of a strategy from there? That said, Becca doesn't vote with us. Feels like we pulled one over on her for whatever reason. It was completely non-intentional, so she's scorned. Becky realizes she has someone that she can pull in. Mm -hmm. Becky also smartly didn't play her idol, which I didn't know about. And so she pulls her in. She pulls Tony and Brandon aside and tries to work both of them. Now that myself and Jasmine have become the clear biggest threats. Luckily, again, that final two deal with Tony paid off mm -hmm. in that I promised to him I was never going to lie to him. He promised to me he was never going to lie to me. He wanted to make the end. He wanted to play an honorable game. I really felt confident that he wasn't going to go with them. And so I pulled him aside. I like gave him my spiel. It was that social bond there. I knew Jasmine didn't really have another chance, but I also knew at this point we were kind of like galvanized in this like us against them mentality. And I thought Brandon was still with us of like, I thought he knew that he couldn't go to the end with Becky. And so I thought it didn't make sense for him to make that flip. That said, in his mind, or at least in my mind in that time, I didn't think he could go to the end with Becky, myself, or Jasmine. So mm -hmm. he needed in three votes to get rid of all three of us. So he could take that opportunity to get rid of me, knowing Jasmine has the necklace at that point. It was the cool memory box challenge. Shout out to Jess. That was an awesome challenge. <laughs> um, so I guess from his perspective, it made sense a little bit if his goal was to get rid of all three of us and sit next to Becca and Tony. Um, so we vote Becky. I It was... I wanted to work with Becky or make something work. But at the end of the day, if someone from the Red Tribe did what she did and got to the end, it's a landslide. There's not a chance that they win. So I, we needed to get her out. At the same time, I was doing mental math of, like, I also need to get out Jasmine before this is set and done. So I really need to get these people out before we get closer to the end um, because – Toby and Justin did too big of a job talking her up that now it's going to be really hard to argue, hey, we used her as a figurehead. It's like, maybe that's true, maybe that's not. Are they going to believe it? Um, so we go to the vote. I still think Brandon's with us. The votes are red. I knew they were either, I knew that they were going to come for me or Brandon. When the votes were me, I was like, okay, two votes. And then the third vote happens, and I was like, 
I kind of looked at Tony and he was like so shocked. I was like, it's not Tony. And then like Brandon sitting there like tense and like kind of smiley. And I was like, crap. Um, luckily before the votes were read, uh, Becky got up, played her idol. Jasmine looked at me and was like, oh crap. Like where we need to, like we needed to play it because we thought it was four two. So we didn't even think that there was a possibility that we had a chance to like, we didn't split it or anything. Um, yeah, retroactively thinking about it, if we tried to do that 2-2 split, that would have been a torturous 2-2 <laughs> split. That would have been a horrible thing. So, uh, Jasmine gets up and looks at who, like, she was like, who do you think they voted for, Brandon or myself? I knew she was going to play it for me the whole time. We talked about it before. Like, if anything pops up, I think they're targeting me. I felt pretty confident she was going to play it for me, but I didn't know how, I couldn't see Brandon. Like he was sitting in front of me, so I had no idea how good his poker face was. Retroactively knowing like, Hey, he voted for me. And if she, he got her to play the idol on him, like that was a game winning move potentially right there. That said, she played it on me. It was a tie vote. Becky, myself, uh, Jasmine now are all immune. They're that group of three now are going to throw their votes on Tony. That's their only option. We, had the option to vote for Becca or Brandon. And I think this is where I lost the game right here is Jasmine and Tony looked to me. They were like, who do you want to vote? They gave me the decision. Wow. In my head, I like ran through it. I mean, it's so quick. It's at tribal council. You don't have like a lot of time to think about it. I was like, Becca is a lost cause. Like I don't, she's at this point a wild card to me. She won't listen to my reason. She feels like I've scorned her. I cannot win her over. Whereas with Brandon, I think I could still work with him knowing that it was game recognized game type of deal. We kind of, like I said, that first night, Jasmine, Brandon, and I all knew we were going to play very tough. All keep kept ourselves at arm's length, knew that we were going to have to make moves against each other. So I didn't really hold it against him that he made that move. And then the secondary thought to that was, okay, I could work with him if I need to. Also, he's proven himself to be much more of a challenge threat than Becca is. And at the end of the day, I'm at the final five with Becky and Jasmine both needing to go home before final three. I need someone who can beat Becky at a challenge. I need someone who can beat Jasmine at a challenge if I can't do it myself. So I voted, I said, we need to keep well, no, I didn't say we need to keep Brandon, but we need to vote out Becca. And then it came back tied again 2-2. Or, yeah, it came back tied again 2-2, which essentially... Wait, how did it work? Oh, no, I, I we kind of talked through the outcome here. No, of yeah. We voted again, and it was 3-3. Three, three. <clears throat> how did it work? I, I, I forget exactly <laughs> how it worked. We voted three times. But the, yeah. the end result was... Brandon had a chance. We kind of almost had a Sari situation of everyone being immune. If you get voted for twice, you're, you become immune and everyone else revotes. Ultimately, what would have happened is everyone besides Brandon would have been immune because they were voting for Tony, who would have been immune. We were voting for Becca, who would have been immune. So when we voted on that vote, um, Brandon essentially had a chance to go up. If he voted for Tony, he was essentially sending himself home because it would have been a tie game. Mm -hmm. We would have needed to revote, and he's the only he's one the eligible only to go, yeah. so he has to go. Or he could Kimmy flip Kappenberg. with us. Yeah, Kimmy Kaepernick. Yeah, more of that situation, actually. Not not the Sari situation. Um, and so he came and voted with us to vote out Becca because that was the only way to save his game. In my head, 
that whole thing blew up in his face. In my head, this is perfect. He tried to make a move. It didn't work to the point where he almost sent himself home. And I came out making all the decisions, had an idol played on me. I thought that went perfectly. I think maybe to the jury it seemed a little differently. I also think it helped him to have voted with Becca and Becky on that vote originally because I think it kind of earned them a little bit of trust on the way going out uh, retrospectively, like in terms of like looking at the jury and how they voted. Um, I think him giving them kind of that chance in the game was probably better for him, even though the move didn't work out and he stayed in the game because ultimately it didn't really affect him. At Final Five and at Final Four, we had two huge threats. I mean, the Final Three was essentially decided at that point. Emotionally and mentally, I wasn't necessarily quick enough to figure that out. I was pretty much a wreck at that point. After that vote, I think Jasmine broke down crying because she was so afraid that the jury and everyone in this game hated her. And we were just trying <laughs> wow. to explain that, like, that wasn't the case. They're just trying to, like, build you up. And it's it's so tough. You don't, like, especially with the Red Tribe where we didn't really get to know a lot of them. It's, like, does just really feel like they, like, hate you. Um, and it does really feel like these, like, decisions you're making are, like, torturous. Like, I, at that point, Final Five happened, and the only thing on my mind was beating Becky. Of course, it was a fire-making challenge, which she had just made our fire two nights in a row. I was a city boy who barely got a sparks in his driveway going, so I was, like, not looking forward to this challenge. That said, I knew I needed to give it my all. It was raining. The, like, strings were, like, wet. It was a crazy challenge. It was an odd... Really awesome challenge. I broke through my log, got through, started fire on the first spark that I lit, which was like, I don't know how that happened. I like poured as much mag, like scraped as much magnesium and hit the spark the first time and it went up. And I, that, that was what caught it. My one mistake was I think I made my fire like an inch or two, like uncentered from the rope. So when the fire was burning, it still needed to move a little bit to catch the rope. And then the other problem was, the wind was not blowing it that direction. The wind was blowing it the other direction. So I somehow needed to block it. Um, I built my fire up pretty huge. I ran through all my wood and they had made the decision prior that if you run out of your wood, you're out of the challenge. I had like gotten to the point where the string was all charred and everything, but it still wasn't like burning. Like the whole string turned black, but it still wasn't like cutting through. Um, at a certain point, Tony offered to give me his wood um he knew that he wasn't gonna be able to start it jasmine had given up and so they both were next to me and gave me their wood brandon refused um i think at that point he didn't think that it was beneficial to his game to to kind of tag along becky had gotten to the fire making station and started building her fire um luckily with the addition of the addition of the the wood from jasmine and tony i was able to burn through the rope and win and win immunity um the next vote, to me, I mean, that vote to me was pretty simple. The only thing there was we essentially had to babysit Becky to make sure she didn't find another idol. So the five of us sat in tribal council while they got everything set up for like 35 minutes, just mm-hmm. breaking apart the logs to see if there's stuff in there. There was one log that had this like cool knot in it that like had a chunk of wood in it somehow that you could remove. And we thought that that would be a really good hiding spot. So we kept checking that. We like checked all the like, uh, tiki torches and the, the, the fences and everything. And then we like all talked about, is there going to be another idol up there? Is there going to be another idol up there? Um, and we all did our search when we went up there. I'm sure everyone gave it their 100% search. And the funniest thing was there was one up there that none of us found. Um, which, 
thank goodness Becky didn't find it. When when Becky went to vote, I like could not breathe because she was up there for so long. And at one point, I was going to be like, Liza, is there like a statute of limitations for how long she's allowed to search up there? I didn't say anything, but I was like definitely thinking like this. There seems should be like a time limit. Um, but she didn't find it luckily, and so we sent Becky home, which was huge because now I'm in a final four with Brandon, who at that point I think. I played a very similarly strategic game, and yet I didn't make the blunder that he made, and I also have won challenges. And I felt like I also made better connections with some of the people that were on the other tribe in Emily or Toby. Like, I did try to at least talk to them a little bit. Um, Justin, when he was making his pitches to the tribes, he was talking to me as if I was a decision maker. He was like, you're going to be Jasmine's biggest threat. You're going to be this. You should make, you know. And so I felt pretty confident that I, like, had earned their respect in terms of knowing that I had some social clout and whatnot. Um, the only o- obstacle there was now voting out um, someone at Final Four. I think I 100% always knew that it was going to be Jasmine. I think when it came time to do it, um, I just, like, broke down like it was i'm staring at four people i knew i was going to bring tony so i knew i wasn't going to break his heart but like i was going to break brandon or jasmine's hearts like breaking them out or voting them out this close to the end um i broke down in tears like trying to make my decision in the different confessionals not like much of a crier but like to try and explain like what i was feeling at that point it's like Playing Survivor, especially, like, winning Survivor was, like, a dream I've always had. Like, I've played some of these online games, and I played um, an in-person game, but it, like, wasn't the same as this, like, four-day game, and, like, it really felt like the real experience. And I I think at that moment, or, like, essentially from the Becca fight on, I stopped having fun with it. Like, it was more of just, like, I need to get to the end. Before that, it was, like, fun. It was, like, games. It was kumbaya. It was, like, challenges. It was strategic vote-offs, and no one was taking it super personally. I think as soon as Becca really took that personally, and Jasmine had her breakdown, and Brandon cried about the 3-3 split when he almost sent himself home, like, I think emotions were really high, and I stopped enjoying it. And I started looking at something that has been a dream since I was, like, eight years old of winning Survivor as, like, I don't even know if I enjoyed doing this. Like, at that point, I was, like really tortured of just like did i just like ruin a dream for myself i'm getting a little choked up thinking about it now and so then i was like i've done all this i like need to get to the end i i was open about it i told jasmine that i was voting for her um i won the final four challenge uh, as well so i had essentially i had the decision to make which was i thought another impressive social moment in that there's no good reason for them to have allowed me to make that decision and not tried to force a fire making or anything like that. Um, the, the final four challenge was like that cool, like ladder challenge with the puzzles. Um, I absolutely destroyed it. Uh, like <laughs> it was awesome. Like I went up and I was really worried about winning this because if Jasmine got to the end, it was over and it, it was a puzzle. She was good at puzzles. So like I was a little worried going into it. Um, I think what really helped is they showed us, they like let us walk up to the ladder beforehand and like showed us where the key was and like what like the sh- how you needed to do it and instead of really listening to lies or anything i was counting pegs and where they were on the first two rungs so when the challenge started i essentially got the first rung and the second rung in two trips i had that like pretty much down whereas i think by the time i was done most people were only on their third or fourth rung total um so that that was huge so i won it i we talked about it we voted out jasmine 
Jasmine told me on her way out, she like hugged me and said, I'm voting for you. Like, so I knew I had Jasmine's vote. We go into final tribal. I didn't really think anyone was going to give Tony a vote. Um, I thought he played a really good game and a really loyal game, but I don't think he did anything flashier, made the social connections to earn any votes. So I knew it was myself or Brandon. In my head, I knew Brandon was getting Becky's vote. So I counted one for Brandon, one for myself if we're counting um, Jazz's vote. Emily was a wild card. I couldn't count on that. I really, neither of us had really talked to her. It was like tough to like draw that one out. I thought in my head I had Toby and Justin's votes. I thought they were challenge competitors. They like uh, were talking about Jasmine as this huge threat, and I was essentially the one who slayed the dragon, for lack of a better term. So I thought I had their respect there. I know Justin th- came to me assuming I was the like second in command trying to overthrow Jasmine. Um, so I think he knew that I had that social clout. So I thought I had Jazz. Toby, Justin, meaning, and Emily was a wild card. Even if Emily went to Brandon, that's two, meaning I just needed to win one of Jess and Becca. And I kind of thought I had Jess's vote. Um, she had been giving me looks as soon as she got voted out. The next tribal council, she like kind of made eye contact with me and said, like, we're okay. Like, cause I like kind of gave her like an, I'm sorry, like puppy dog face almost. Cause I felt bad about it. And she said, we're okay. And I thought having worked with her strategically and socially, you know, she came to me with all that idle information. Um, we had had a really good bond out there. And I think I thought she would have respected kind of the mix of social and physical game that I played. Um, whereas I don't know if she would have thought the same for Brandon. I mean, I really thought going into final tribal, like I didn't know that I had it. I wasn't going to like go, I wouldn't go to Vegas and bet on it, but I felt like I had the advantage. I felt like I had four or five votes out there. I felt like I played maybe an equally ish social game to Brandon. I thought I made really good connections strategically. I think I, outplayed him in that I made a few additional decisions. I was more aware of the idols and things, and I didn't make that kind of blunder of trying to like flip against the group and essentially being dragged to the end. And then physically, I don't think it was a competition. I won four individual immunities. I won all these things. So mentally, I kind of went in confidently. I think where it went awry was I underestimated how likable Brandon is. And like, (laughs) kudos to him. Like, I love the guy. I he's he is offering to take me on his like winning trip I know. with him. Like he's the sweetest guy in the world. I love him. I I enjoyed so much playing with him. And I, even I was blinded to the fact that like I like this guy. Obviously, they love this guy. Like he is such a likable human being and I put him in the underdog role, which like people love the underdog. I like helped him win this. I like I've only blamed myself for this whole thing, but like retroactively like or retrospectively thinking of this like I really underestimated how likable he was. And, like, he put that on full force in the final tribal, breaking down crying, singing for Justin, talking about how important the game was to him. I knew he was going to have that advantage, so I didn't want to play in the same sphere as where he was playing. Like, I wasn't – I couldn't cry. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I didn't try to, like, show humanity and emotion and things like that, but I really was, like – Midway through tribal, I was like, he's going to win the, not the game, but he's going to win emotionally based votes. And I don't want to 
try to fight that. If anything, I'm going to zag the other way and try to show that I played a better game strategically and physically and see how that kind of lies. Um, definitely midway through, um, well, actually, it started out bad. Emily asked that question of, like, do you like making girls cry or something Can like I that? Can I just tell you, Justin came up with that question. He was going to ask it. <laughs> and I was talking to them, and I was like, oh, my God, please ask that question. It's oh, hilarious. No, that I didn't think hilarious. anyone would. <laughs> I know you wouldn't think that. Oh my I thought goodness. it was so funny. I didn't think anyone would ask that. Justin came up with it, and then when she said it, I was like, "Oh no, this is awkward." <laughs> that is tough. I yeah, that was you that was like the worst. Well. That was like the worst, worst moment in the game. I like because <laughs> I, like I was saying, you have all these fears of like everyone hates you, everyone like is going to be upset about what you did. I already started to feel like I didn't enjoy what I did to get to the end, and then to have that be the first question: Do you enjoy making girls cry? I was just like heartbroken of like, yeah. did I did I do this all wrong? Like, am I like, am I not even seeing how awful of a person I was? <laughs> um, luckily, I talked to her after, and she ended up voting for me. So she did. clearly it wasn't she a did. super yeah. serious question, but it didn't feel great to start off that way. And so then already I was kind of on my haunches, worried about, like, okay, clearly I am the villainer, villain of these two potential votes here. Like, I need to win based off of merit and not based off of connections I made. So then I really tried to pivot as much as I could hard towards these are the facts. This is what I did. This is blah, 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 which I think ultimately having talked with a few people might've turned people a little off of like, I didn't talk about the connections we made or give enough people credit for things that they did in the game. Um, and so that, that's kind of where it went awry. But I mean, kudos to Brandon. I mean, he, he made those connections. He made the flip. I honestly think making that flip to Becky and um, Becca regardless of whether or not it works out really worked for him because I think it earned those two jury votes almost at no cost to himself. Um, if anything, it put himself at an underdog position with two people who needed to go out in the game still in Jasmine and Becky so that he was almost guaranteed to the end at that point, having earned a bunch of votes. I mean, he put it all out there and I, he, he killed it in terms of like talking about his strategy of like dyeing his hair and things like yeah. that. So like <laughs> going into tribe, I felt really confident before the votes were read. I was like, this can't, I like, I don't know what's going to happen here. It was definitely like a, a coin flip and it ultimately ended up being a coin flip with one vote going the other way. But, um, super happy for him. I, I just wanted to explain like how I mentally went in thinking one thing and mentally coming out another way. And it, all, all the credit to him because he killed it at Final Tribal. I had the exact same uh, thoughts that just talking to people, I thought for sure you had it. No question. Maybe Brandon would get two votes. Yeah. And then during Tribal, I was like, oh, no. Yeah. And then, But I was still, still really shocked that he got it. Yeah, I was definitely surprised at the end. I'm not saying like I was like, what was me? I've lost sure. this. But I definitely was like, it is... I definitely went in thinking 5-2 to now. It's definitely, if I win, it's 4-3. So I wasn't, I didn't even like mm-hmm. flinch at the first six votes. I was like, it's going to be 3-3 three, three pretty much. And now it's like, who got that last vote um, was the decider. So yeah, all, all the credit to him. I think he, like, we, we talked about it in the game. My, my favorite player ever is Todd Herzog. And I think oh. he couldn't have, uh, like, played a more Todd Herzog game towards the end there of just like going into tribal, maybe not being the favorite, killing it at tribal, 
playing like the likability card, playing the social and strategic card and like really winning it. So like he is now my favorite survivor winner, <laughs> Brandon is. So he has surpassed Todd. For Amazing. Sure. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. That was, that was my experience. I felt really down for a few days. Like I said, just from the, the end game was kind of sour and then to do all that and lose, I definitely wasn't like super ready to talk about it. I feel really good about the experience now. I think the one thing that it's done for me is I think before my fear about going on the real show was could I physically handle it? I get a lot of headaches. I'm really irritable when I don't have like water and things like that. Like could I physically do it? I know that I can physically do it now having done something similar at least. I'm sure it's worse when it's 40 days. But I think once I overcame that hurdle in day two, I felt like I could go on. Your body's in like almost like autopilot at that mode. Now it's like the part that I thought I could do, which was the like cutthroat strategic game. And, <laughs> and I, I was good at it. I just, it took a really big toll on me. So I, I, I think now I've flip flopped on why I couldn't do it. I still don't think I could do the real show. Really? It used to be because of the physical <laughs> and now it's because of the like emotional aspect of it. So would you apply for the actual survivor? I've never done it. I think, I don't know. Uh, I think you could do it. I think you could do well. I might. I, I might. Having done this, I might give it a shot. Um, we'll see. Apply this fall. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You've convinced me. I, I might give it Please a shot. Please do. Yeah. I'll, I'll uh, request your, your help putting together a video. Oh, maybe. yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not very good at that. That's the part that's always been the, the biggest hurdle. But I know I've blabbed on over my time, so we can... No, not at all. But uh, we can wrap it up. Thanks so much for doing this. Of course. No, thank you for having me. This is awesome. All right. What a great conversation I had with Cam. And so funny, I'm looking at my notes I made about the season right before I started editing the show. And I, I have here, Brandon is the Michelle Fitzgerald. Cameron is the Todd Herzog. And that's funny for a couple reasons. One, because I have since found out that Brandon's favorite winner was Michelle. And uh, you just heard Cam's favorite winner was Todd. Uh, but also, I had completely forgotten about what Cam said in this interview. And as I went through editing and saw all Brandon's gameplay, I realized how wrong I was about him. I thought he was just a social player, but he was very strategic. And somewhere around editing episode 9 or 10, I realized he was the Todd Herzog. And I wrote that down. And <laughs> now I'm just listening to this interview again. And well... That's, that's funny. They, they both played just like their favorite players, which is amazing, but they also both played like Todd, who is a really great winner. And if you haven't watched Survivor season 15, China, then I highly recommend doing so, even though I just spoiled it for you. <laughs> okay. So I will be back with one final podcast for this season, and that will be with the winner of Surviving Maine 2019, Brandon. So be on the lookout for that. 